you see my listening comprehension, Tom, you know, is not that good. Um, so but, just tell me which one you wanted to hit and then I'll I put mean, it in. you're going to have to just, you know, you know, my feel, All right. uh, right then and there, what would I have hit Tom? The shock and awe sound. You see, this is where quick tangent, I'll, I'll tee you up right there, Tom. Uh, I need like a big sound bad. I mean, nine buttons is not enough for me. Yeah, I we got to get you that 88 key MIDI keyboard. <laughs> Dude, I had an 88 key sound pad. This show, I may be able to do a whole show just through a sound pad, Eco, and, and just, it would be fucking fire. Yeah. I believe Literally it. all those buttons right there. What I just said. Boom, 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 yep. boom, boom. Yep. That'd be pretty cool. I'm down. Welcome to Pod 256, a now weekly Bitcoin podcast focused on Bitcoin, mining, energy, and proof of work. Hosted by me, Rod at BitKite on Twitter. And you can also find me on Noster. The other co-host of Pod 256, if you haven't listened before, it's just the one and only and greatest of all time, Econo Alchemist. Eco, my friend, how are you doing for this quick redo? I'm doing great. Glad to be back. It's always fun. Yes, yes. And uh, today is now, oh, it's leap year or leap day. February That's 29th. Right. Yep. Rock and roll. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're just doing uh, episode 38, revision B. We may do this from time to time. Uh, we recorded with a great guest yesterday. And uh, yesterday after the show, we kind of collectively got together and said, you know, for privacy reasons and, and others, we just, it was best not to publish. And we always reserve the right, especially give the right to our guests to uh, nix an episode. Um, so, yeah, and that's where we're going to do uh, today. And we're going to still bring it to you every week, Pod DPD 6. And so let's get started. Should we get to the state of the network? Let's do it. Uh, currently, we're at block high 832,577. According to our friends at newhedge.io, Bitcoin difficulty is 81.7 trillion and set to decrease roughly 3% at the conclusion of the current epoch, 412, which is looking like it's going to be in about four and a half hours, making this the only difficulty adjustment to land on a leap year day in Bitcoin's history. <laughs> All right, moving over to mempool.space. <laughs> How's that for a transition? Hey, you're, you're doing well, protege. Uh, <laughs> hash rate is currently estimated to be 569 exahash on the 14-day moving average, down slightly from a recent all-time high of 581 exahash. Taking a look at insights.brains.com. Hash value is currently 170 sats per terahash per day. And the halving is due in just 49 days, according to Coin Wars. Couple thoughts here. One, um, Eco and I have been talking about it. We're going to start uh, and make sure, because we have these guests and you, the, the hashers out there, we love you, uh, not only for contributing your hash, but also your time and your questions and your energy around the questions. And so some guests, we get like a litany of questions, which is just awesome. And we always want to get to every single question. So Eco and I were thinking like, you know, each week, a lot of you 
uh, may want to just know what's happening in the state of the network. So we're going to always hit you with the state of the network and at minimum a few topical uh, news items. And we'll want to riff on those with our guest each week. Um, and, and sometimes we'll have a, a guest every week and then others, it'll just be me and Eco uh, ripping on the news. And why don't we announce the Telegram group? Ooh, because if you want to stay up to date with what's going on with Pod 256 or what we've been working on with the 256 Foundation, we now have a Telegram group that you can join. Uh, if I remember, I'm going to try and say okay, this link off on. the top of my head. All right, hang on. I'll just look at the actual link. The <laughs> link is t.me forward slash the 256 Foundation. That's a public group. Uh, there is a pop quiz to get into the group to help keep the bots at bay. So good luck, everybody. And if you pass, then we'll see you there. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, this is now my favorite section. And go forward, we're going to have our guests do this. Uh, but it's in the spirit of uh, our, our shout-outs, Eco, I'm going to pass it back to you for, for our shout-outs this All week. All right, so if you want to... Uh, support the show with your hash rate, you can do so by selecting any Lincoin mining URL, putting that in your miner configuration file. And then for the worker name, use pod256. And you can append that with dot whatever your alias is. And then we can give you a shout out. Or if you want to throw uh, whoever's reading the aliases, either myself or if we have a guest on the show, we're going to have the guests read the aliases from now on. Uh, if you want to throw them for a loop, you can throw something funny in there as well. Uh, so this week, for example, we had Hashrate contributed from Blizzabler. The 80085 Petahash Bitaxe. Bitaxe wannabe just an S17 Pro. Hodlepins.com by Uper and Sun. If you know, you know. Bitaxe Swimming King. Slap my bit axe and tell me you love me. Africa One, Hooters, and Hashtub at Bitcoin Park. So thank you all for supporting the podcast with your hash rate. Yes, big time. Now, question for you, Eco. You think that's Blizzabler or Blizzabler? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I'm second guessing myself now. I thought it was Blizzabler. We're going to need, I don't know if you can do this on Twitter or a Noster, like, uh, from our from our awesome hashers who, who uh, donate this hash, uh, maybe the, the pronunciation around this, like a uh, survey, yeah, like a little survey. Yeah, we can we can cue that up. That'd be cool. I just got to figure out how to represent the phonetic spelling. <laughs> yes, yes, around that. Um, awesome, man. This is so dang cool. And and we're going to be chatting with Scott here uh, shortly, or actually right after this call on, on some 256 Foundation stuff. But it's just, it's really cool to see his project and how many folks are, are leveraging the project and, and pointing us some hash. It's, it's very kind. Yep. Things are getting real for the 256 Foundation. We're officially a nonprofit corporation. I don't know if we want to keep that in there or not. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Well, I mean, and the reason you have to do these steps, right? Uh, as we're learning, because uh, we have ideas, a lot of them, and then many we ship. Some of them die on the vine, but this one we are shipping. Um, we got to get the 
the the business setup. Then we got to do the form 1023. Again, shout out to Bitcoin Bay and OpenSats who have helped us uh, with a lot of documentation and and step by step process. So it's just a process. So and I believe, based on my understanding, now we are able to accept donations such that uh, whoever is giving us donations will be able to write them off on their taxes. Now, for us, we can't. Uh, write them off or supposedly on the on the taxes until we get the the 501c3 designation, which takes like three to four months or so on. But we're ready to put in the time and the paperwork and all that BS uh, because this is really important to us and uh, I think can uh, be a pretty big deal. And the people that have reached out to either donate their time, donate their resources, or just donate in general um, has been pretty epic. And I, I hope in the next few months we'll, we'll continue this momentum. And then in May here at the park, we're going to, it's going to be mining May and, uh, eco is going to be joining me. Uh, I don't know if I told you this eco. Well, I told you yesterday, so I'm just going to do the bit again. Um, you're going to co-host the, uh, mining may, uh, meet up with me here at Bitcoin park, and we're going to make some special announcements. Yep, that was a surprise to me to find out yesterday, but twist my arm. All gas, no brakes. Let's do it. Full send. Okay, so let's get to some of the news and topics. Um, this, uh, where should we even begin? I've got the CoinShares mining report up Yeah, that first. was from forever ago um, that I thought was interesting, but like, uh, let's delete that. Oh, one. shit, that's from a month ago. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. No, no, that's, that's on me. No, no, uh, totally my fault. Uh, it's good that whatever I put there, you know, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that out loud. Can I tell you a quick tangent? Let's hear it. All right. Tangent. So I'm, I'm working in New York and um, I like jokes and so on. And I'm, I like jokes, but I'm also a serious person. And uh, my co-working mate in my office, awesome dude, one of my best friends uh, and so on he would ask me like, Hey, the lottery is really high. Let's, let's buy some lottery tickets. And I'm like, dude, the lottery is the dumbest thing in the world. I'm not buying lottery tickets. He's like, fine. I'll buy them one week. You buy them the other week. And we just split the, the if winnings. If we win, I'm like, dude, this is so dumb. But he was really insistent on this, but he knew how passionate I was, how dumb the lottery was. Anyways, I buy the lottery ticket and then he buys them. Okay. And then he, uh, he actually doesn't have good vision. Um, so I have to like look up the numbers on the computer and, uh, and we did this for, I don't know, six months, right? So sometimes the lottery, the, the Powerball, uh, or sorry, we were just doing the lottery for a while. And then six months later, the lottery gets really massive. And, uh, and then one day I come in and I see the tickets on my desk. I'm like, all right, whatever. And, uh, he's working and he's like, Hey Rod, you checked the tickets. I was like, uh, not yet. I'll, I'll get to it. And then it was like an hour or two goes by. And he's like, hey, man, just curious. Like, it looks like somebody won the lottery. Like, did you check our tickets? And I was like, all right, let me look it up. And I was like, three, six, seven. I'm like, what the fuck? Did we just win the lot? Buddy, we just won the lottery. We just won the lot. And I lose my <laughs> fucking shit in this office. Okay. Everyone's Is this the point where you're running around the cubicles like, fuck you, fuck Dude, you, you're cool? Eco, I'm about to get buck naked and go <laughs> and tell people, tell everyone to fuck off. 
Uh, and I, and this guy, he's a bigger guy. I throw him in the air and I'm not that, you know, I throw him in the air and, uh, and I'm like, we won the fucking lottery. Yeah. And for 15 seconds, I thought I was a millionaire, but like more multi multi-millionaire. And, uh, he's like, did we win the lottery? And I was like, what? Yeah, we won the lottery. I checked it four times. He's like, are you sure? And I was like, what? He's like, oh man, I'm sorry, but this is, I had to pull a prank on you. He had been test, like planting this for six plus months and he got the marketing person on the day to come in like way early, exacto knife perfectly lottery tickets. Cause we bought like a bunch of them all together. So it was kind of like bunched in with the other tickets. So I was flipping through the tickets. Right. And I didn't even think of the difference. Right. And it was a fake ticket. They counterfeited the ticket and... Yeah, like they just made up a lottery ticket and put it on my desk and thought I thought I w- we won the lottery. So I, I framed that ticket with the winning ticket and I have that in my home office. That's sinister. Are you all still friends? He's my, one of my best friends, yeah. I mean, but this is the thing. Like, this is how fucked up my personality is. I was like, buddy, again, I'm, obfuscate his name. I'm like, I have a 10X, you know, get back at you policy. Like, you got me this good. I'm now going to get you 10x back. So, like, I may have to throw you out of a plane and you'll think you don't have a parachute. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever gone skydiving? No, no. Have you? Yes, I have. And it is the most exhilarating experience. I would highly recommend everybody out there do it. All right. Let's go do it. Dude, it is. 256 in the uh, plane. Dude, it is fun. When we get a private jet, we can strap on some parachutes and jump out of it if i have a private jet that's the last thing i'm going to be doing i'll be like hey man i hit the pinnacle of pinnacle uh nah i'm good let's risk it all (laughs) and trust this parachute's gonna open man that was such a good prank um anywho uh a couple items just to touch on and i know some of them are not as rel or uh, as up to date but i do want to uh, this bitcoin mining survey and i forget if we talked on the pod, or I know we talked offline, it's just like, I cannot believe in the United States of America that they, in this country, they do it, honestly survey businesses and say, tell us your, how you're running your business and give us all the information such that we can use that information against you in, in the future. And I just want to say, I'm very uh, thankful. Um, even it could be in the best interests of these pubco miners in the longer term to actually comply. And I'll just talk about the game theory a little bit. Like again, in the long, long run, it's best not to comply, but in the longer medium, long term, where you want to increase your moat or increase the hurdle rate uh, to participate in larger scale mining, you'd say, okay, we can expend these resources and comply the mid-tier, lower-tier miners or the uh, startup miners could not or it'd be just too much of a burden for them to even compete. Um, so it was nice to see like Riot come out and ma- massive hats off to Brian Morgenstern who I've uh, gotten to spend some time with who's a, just a stud um, to literally fight back against this draconian. Um, yeah, and I think you're going to say this is not even a survey. Well, I was, yeah, I was going to say calling it a survey is extremely generous. It's, it's uh fucking interrogation is what it is. 
And the federal government has zero authority to go around interrogating people in or companies in the way that they were trying to do with this survey um, or this interrogation. It's um, it's a complete invasion of privacy. Uh, and like it said in um, Alex, Alex Brammer had a good tweet kind of breaking down the situation. Yep. Um, and like he said in there, some of the reasons that Riot cited um, that this was not a good idea for them to participate in. I guess the formal way to say it is irreparable injury claimed is that the plaintiffs claimed irreparable injury due to non-recoverable costs of compliance, a credible threat of prosecution, and potential disclosure of proprietary information, uh, which is all true. And, you know, I, I would go as far as to say that the federal government has absolutely no right to go around interrogating people without probable cause. And if they suspect some sort of crime, then they need to, to file a complaint and have it done at a deposition in the presence of an attorney. Fuck them. You used a lot of like legal jargon there, but I got, I understood the fuck them part. So yes, fuck them. I, I don't have anything witty to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. I'll spill the beans. I've I've been through this a couple of times myself. Where Wait, what? <laughs> where well, what I mean by this is like where uh, entity is coming toward you and they're saying, "Look, you need to give us this information, or uh, we're going to do something really negative to you." In yeah. my case, it was uh, we're going to sue you for mortgage fraud, and we're going to repossess your home even though I had never missed a mortgage payment. And I lawyered up, and what I learned is that these fucking scumbags have yep. absolutely no right to interrogate you, and if they want any information from you whatsoever, they, they need to file suit, they need to sue you, which they have the right to do. They can sue you for any reason at any point in time. Go for it if you really want to, but you need to have a deposition, and it needs to be done in the presence of my attorney, and no one has any fucking right to interrogate me or to make me cough up documents for any fucking reason. Long story short, I kept my fucking house, never missed a fucking mortgage payment. Fuck these people. Fight them every chance you get. Mic drop. Um, that was my mic drop moment for Eco. Actually, thank you for sharing that story. Uh, you, I, you and I have talked about that many nights and so on. And um, I think that helps other people because it's scary as fuck, man, when these guys come after you. Because they have all the resources. And us as individuals, we just have our family and very limited resources. So one thing, by the way, and I know this is like a quick tangent, is like... Tangent. It's called like... I think it was this book I read in high school or college. It was like called The Millionaire Mind by Thomas Stanley, where you have this circle of influence of like, all right, who's your accountant? Who's your lawyer? Who's your real estate person? Like having these people that you can kind of trust in your circle such that God forbid, again, you know, this should, the likelihood of this happening is not a high percentage, but it could, especially if you're in this quote, Bitcoin world and all this other stuff, you may become a target uh, more so for more scrutiny, which is unfortunate. Um, just having these resources where you can talk to and bounce ideas and just know your rights. Yeah, dude, just knowing your rights is key. And like, no one has the fucking right to come interrogate you 
like that. So don't ever cough up any information for any reason to anyone. I don't care who it is. And in my case, this was, these were people that I had actually secured my mortgage through. They were coming back to me and they were like, Hey, we got this little issue. Can you give us this? Can you give us yeah. that? And they kept fucking digging and they kept fucking digging. And then, and then they, sh- they took their mask off and they're like, yeah, so uh, we're going to fucking sue you yeah. unless you refinance your mortgage with us. And the mortgage interest rates had gone fucking parabolic. You know, I got in at a very low rate and they just wanted to scare me into refinancing. And they're fucking thugs and they're fucking scumbags. Fuck all these people. Stand your ground. Draw your lines. Become friends with an attorney. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Dennis uh, from Bitcoin Magazine uh, retweeted this uh, or or tweeted this. the future is unwritten. Know your rights, checkmark. Um, and I think that's very, very well said on this retweet, uh, which I'll share with you, Tom, so we can link in the show notes. Um, anywho. Uh, All right, I'll get off my legal soapbox. No, I, the reason why, I, you know, it kind of blacked out there with the the legal jargon. I was like, it seemed like you had been there before with all that detailed uh, the, the specificity, if you will. Um one other thing we were debating yesterday or t- talking about yesterday was around, by the way, do we have, we're, we're missing Luxor in our um, ASIC prices in the state of the network. I think we dropped ASIC prices from the state of the network at some point. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, I'm not really sure why. Maybe we should add them back in. Yeah. Uh, well, it, this is a good segue uh, for ASIC prices because... One of the things Eco and I have been debating a lot about is, uh, I mean, I cannot, it's still going back to that swan, Rafa, uh, you know, first off, had tip, thanks for coming on. That was really awesome just to talk through the operation. I was very surprised when he had said that they were buying ASICs as an asset to then trade them at first, right? Very short term. So it wasn't like a, uh, they did this for a long term, but again, I haven't been in mining long, but I've been in it long enough that these ASIC prices for the most part go down unless you're in the craziest of bulls and it's like catching a, a 1%, you know, window and where the ASIC prices are outpacing like Bitcoin. And so that was surprising to me. But what's interesting here, again, not to keep shilling Riot, but they bought 31,500 machines. And so I see, I can feel and see that the pubcos leveraging their balance sheet are uh, retooling their hash rate uh, and their fleet of miners. And I'm just wondering, like, what's happening with all the old machines? Like, is are they going to China? They go into the oil fields, the off-grid, uh, but there's like massive quantities, right? Um, some, I think somebody had said like, can you break them down and sell them for parts? That's an interesting perspective. I don't know the answer to that. Um, but someone who's smarter than me, I'd be curious to know, uh, you know, Rob in the comments yesterday was like my house. <laughs> my house. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it, it makes sense that it would it would kind of roll downhill, you know. They they're updating their fleet and they want to stay as competitive and gain as much hash rate as possible. So they're gonna roll some less efficient machines out. 
you know, they're they're tightening up their efficiencies this way and they're liquidate. I, I imagine they're going to sell off the less efficient machines to whoever wants to buy them. And I think the buyers are going to be uh, miners that have lower operating costs where that efficiency uh, doesn't make that big of a difference to them. Yeah. Time will tell in, in this regard. Um, I know we got five minutes left. Uh, Eco, should we wrap on this uh, news and topics and get to the home miner of the week, Hoddle Rev? Shout out to Hoddle Rev for his immersion mining with canola oil to concentrate maple sap more quickly. It's 70% cheaper than Bitcool, available anywhere. A single S9 hash board and seed oils making high-quality maple syrup. Full details on Noster with the video. Uh, I was reading that off of a tweet that he posted at 5.02 a.m. on February 23rd, 2024, along with some pictures of his setup. So I just really like the fact that there's multiple uses of the miner here. He's earning non-KYC Bitcoin. He's heating up this canola oil. He's saving money by not using Bitcool. Yep. The canola oil is being used in a way that helps him process maple sap to turn it into maple syrup. So, I mean, this dude's an animal and he's constantly tinkering and integrating Bitcoin mining in his homestead in ways that you wouldn't even think of unless you were following him for inspiration. So give him a follow on Noster and on Twitter. Uh, he's he's just got a ton of information out there for you. Yeah, that's at HODLREV. Um, I was fortunate or we've been fortunate enough to, to hang with him quite a bit. He is an inspiration. And this is where I think Bitcoin miners are not only the craziest people, they're the most ingenious people because they look at something and they're like, huh, I can I can do something with uh, leveraging a Bitcoin miner and integrating a miner into this process. Yep. And there's going to be a lot of that being supported, that, that sort of thought and tinkering being supported through the 256 Foundation. Totally. You know, just I love doing this every week with you. Um, this is just so much fun. We got to catch up on just catch up in general, catch up on mining, catch up on energy, catch up on the news, the markets, whatever. Um, it's a pleasure. So I hope our audience of hashers, you guys are the best. And um, any other closing thoughts? Check out that Telegram group, the 256 Foundation, if you want to keep up to date with what's going on there as we roll this out. Uh, it is going to take several months, but, you know, hopefully by this summer, we're we're doing some pretty amazing things. So come along for the ride. Heck yeah. Thanks, everybody.